everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, and it's episode 98. And I'm so thrilled because we have with us today Michael Bartlett from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Welcome, Michael. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay. I'm so I'm so grateful because um, so if anybody had watched uh, or listened to last week's episode, I interviewed Stormy Grace and we talked about the the uh, her YouTube Academy, right? It's like getting a free college education in astrology. And Michael is one of the teachers. So I said to her, I'd love to interview some of your teachers. So that's how I met Michael. And um, I'm just and we had the best chat last week. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, as you'll see. So um, just to, a little introduction, Michael, if I'm going to just share um, with everybody uh, who you are. Um, so this is Michael. Michael uh, Bartlett focuses on traditional and esoteric astrology. So I'm going to ask him, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with, with these terms, you know, we are going to explain all that. Um, his core energetic training, highly intuitive nature, three decades of business experience, and over two decades of astrological wisdom gives him an extensively resourced toolbox he offers to his clients. Michael is the author of Astrological Mavericks, Do You Have What It Takes to Change the World? I love that title. Um, he offers webinars, workshops, experiential intensives, readings, speaking engagements, and teaches classes for Kepler, Kepler College, um, hosts a weekly YouTube show called Deep Dives with New Perspectives, and is teaching uh, Mercury and the Retrograde Planets for Stormy's Academy. He offers resources, his website's coremichael.com, C-O-R-E, coremichael.com, and, and his email address, if you want to reach him, and we'll say this again at the end of the episode, michael at coremichael.com. So, um, yes, facilitating the change you seek. That's that is your moniker, so yay. <laughs> so tell me, Michael, um, esoteric astrology, tell us, you know, what is esoteric astrology? Because a, a lot of the listeners were just, you know, learning, I'm like the tour guide to the astrological cosmos and showing the vast smorgasbord of what's available, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, I think of astrology as being like this, you know, great field that rabbits have like burrowed in. And it's like, you just fall into any number of rabbit holes that just follow you into any, any number of aspects of astrology. And that's, what's really so exciting because each of us has our own way of looking at things and astrology helps us to understand why. And for me, esoteric astrology kind of came about, I've always had a very um, spiritual slant on life. And the idea behind being spiritual is finding one's own path, finding one's own way in relationship to the world, in relationship to even religion, learning through religion what, you know, parts of it that are right, and then seeing what the underlying energetics are and seeing, you know, kind of synthesizing and understanding life from a very different kind of a standpoint. And what I appreciated about hearing about esoteric astrology is that it takes traditional astrology and it's like it adds like an octave of it and so what we think about is like you know we have we look at our regular birth chart as being a a, a view on our map of you know what our personality is going to be doing but it also reveals what our soul is up to and what our soul is here to do you know something that maybe you know if you believe in reincarnation that idea that we come back here many lifetimes to accomplish certain things or to learn certain things for the collective 
it's one of the things I believe in. Um, it's like we just, it helps us to see that there's a way in which the soul is continuing to work on something and where there might be issues being had between how the personality, you know, our career life-driven kind of self is versus our soul driven or a part of us that wants to look at the, at the world from a, a much larger perspective. Mm, yeah, thank you. That's well said. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, astrology has, um, there's so much that we can discern in astrology and, and it, it's fascinating. Um, you know, I'm thinking even like the branch of financial astrology that, that can uh, look at market cycles and such. And we can all be fascinated with that. But like you said, the soul, it's like, there's something about that. That's what drives us. It's, it's like, people might say, well, when am I going to meet my soulmate? Or can you, can you show me things in my chart regarding relationship soulmate? And, and, and that's understandable and that, and that's fine, but there's, there's that deeper level and I'm always inviting people to to go deep and that's where and so that's what you why you like esoteric because it yeah it takes you into those deeper places and like you said a higher octave so like for example uh, a rising sign you know it might it might be like i have libra is you know i have libra rising so venus is the tra traditional you know the ruler of, of Venus. I mean, Venus is the ruler of Libra. And, but in esoteric astrology, I found out that Uranus is the rules Libra. And I'm like, wow. And that makes so much sense. I mean, it made for me. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, what, what do you feel about all that? I mean, I, exactly. I mean, I, I love that. I mean, it, it's just actually, I get goosebumps even just as you say that, because it's like, you know, when you think about it on the personality level, Libra is on the ascendant level is dealing with polarities all the time, right? It's all about choice, the right choice, the wrong choice, this person, not this person, you know, I'm with you, I'm against you, I'm not sure, you know, I want to have both desserts, you know, I want neither one of the desserts, you know, I don't know how right. it comes across. But when you think about it, the reason for understanding about polarities, you know, which basically are oppositions, right? You know, the full moon phase, it's learning all the different aspects of it along that continuum and uranus is that on the esoteric level it's considered a seventh ray planet and the seventh ray is about synthesis and in order to have uh. synthesis synthesis involves not just looking at oh the black side of things or the white side of things but every level of gradation of mm. gray from white to black in its gradation and then from the darkest to the lightest nice and in a sense it's also the thing that underlines esoteric the esoteric teachings anyway because the idea is that we're all what's called ensouled matter and the idea is that we uh, we are physical beings, physic the physicality of our world is spirit at its most dense, mm. where spirit or soul is physical matter at its least dense. And we as human mm. beings are this amazing combination of it. And so um, I, for me, like I have a Jupiter, um, Jupiter-Neptune opposition going from Taurus to Scorpio. So I always think of it as the sacred to the profane, you know? Right. <laughs> like but it's like, but that's what life is. And, you know, the hard part is I think most religions speak of, you know, sort of a bastardization of one side or a denigration of one side. You know, the physical side is bad, and but, you know, one day you'll die and be have this wonderful part on the other side. Well, you know, the truth is we end up spending a lot more time on whatever that other side is of eternity mm -hmm. than we do in this, in this physical body. 
Yeah, you know, you remind me of, um, I've been reading, um, it's Madame Blavatsky's Isis Revealed, and it's not Isis, the, the nasty people out there doing bad things in the world. This is the real Isis being the Egyptian deity, goddess. And anyway, it's one of those, I'm sure you're familiar with this book, but it's, um, but she talks about that. And I think she figures largely, doesn't she, in esoteric astrology? Which is a really she, I mean, to be honest, her book is the first book in um, I'm going to say it's in the in the sacred doctrine book that she has like base, but it's like basically just one liners. But it's really Alice Bailey, who in the 1930s channels this work through Joel Cool, the master. And what I love about it is his delineations, like what you said is that, you know, the other one I love, I mean, each one of them, I think is just really exciting, the, the esoteric rulerships, but another one is like Mercury for Aries. Like, think about it, like Mer Aries, who's like, you know, driven by Mars all the time is like, you know, you know, where angels fear to tread, they're going to run off and, you know, I'm going to run off that cliff and I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. Whereas like, you know, <laughs> Mercury comes in as the esoteric ruler, you know, and it says, hey, why don't we think about this for a moment? Right. <laughs> have another <laughs> point of view. Good idea. <laughs> it's okay to have a little <laughs> step back and yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, those, um, but because it does give a whole another dimension to the chart. Yeah. And I mean, I've found in amazing things at Venus, but, but on a deep soul level, it's like, it just seems so, it's almost like too surface. So the esoteric gives you that whole higher, like you said, the higher octave. And that's what we, yeah, we have to consider these things because you, we are, my teacher in ancient astrology, Achuta Babadas in Nightline Astrology, he talks about this in his, in his podcast and in our classes. He says, we're spirit souls, we're spirit souls. And it's like, yeah, you know, this is what I love is, and I think that's what people are craving too, personally, I think, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. What are they really craving in astrology is that sacred connection. That's really what they're asking for. Yeah, I think one part is, is that sacred. I, I'm surprised actually for how, how much I teach with esoteric astrology that I don't do more readings in it. I throw it in, I kind of blend it because 99.9% .9 of the people who come to me really are actually very conscious beings and they're really working on things that are, you know, they're really kind of wanting some guidance that isn't, you know, all that simple. And they're like at a place that they're really ready to understand it. But mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, they're, it's, um, I just, I just kind of just toss it in and, and, and see kind of what the person, you know, what the person's response is. So, um, you know, because in a way, the hard part with a lot of the way the esoteric stuff is written is it's done in this um, Edwardian obfuscation, you know, like it, it's, it's so clandestine. And when you think about it, it's basically, they're trying to do mystery school teachings in print, which really, you know, didn't ever happen in history, right? You didn't, these were, the, you didn't write the mystery schools down. These were oral traditions. These were sure. things that, you know, you shared and, you know, we understood through our rituals and, you know, that we had to pass in order to, to do it. But, you know, so here they're writing and they're trying to figure out a way to write it so that people can understand it. And I, you know, I, when I first started reading it, I just, I, I actually threw away the book because I just, <laughs> it drove me crazy. Alan Oaken gave me the, you know, Serving Humanity. I read it a few times. I was like, oh my God, just tell me what you want to say. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? I, I threw it away and, 
I went and I sat in one of his classes one time he invited me and um, all of a sudden like there was just something that clicked in my head and all and then it was just like it all made sense to me and and so um, I think um, and I'm hoping that there's ready a way for that it. I'm teaching it that can honor I'm sorry you were ready for it then I was ready for it but also I think there's just like sometimes I think there's we all are a certain freak we all provide frequencies and I think sometimes certain frequencies allow for things to unlock in us, so to speak, so that it opens up when we're right, you know, when we're yes. quite ready, you know. Timing, yeah. yeah. Timing is everything. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Astrology teaches us that. No, what was that? I didn't hear. Astrology teaches us teaches that. Us Timing that. is everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It's um yeah, it's all about cycles of time. And I love seeing that to me is fascinating to see the cycles and how you know, I, I, I always like to say, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it damn well rhymes. I, I read that somewhere. I'm like, I'm adopting that. And that we see that so much in astrology. Like, I, I, for example, um, I know that right now, um, I know we're going to talk about Saturn retrograde. You know, one of the things that I wanted to, you know, move on to was well, your work with, with Stormy and what you're teaching there. And then Saturn's about to retrograde a month from now. So it's today is Friday, April 23rd. And and it's uh, May 23rd, Saturn will go retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius. And Saturn spends about five months there. So we'd like to talk to you about that. But I know that, I, and I didn't mention this to you, Michael, but I also know that um, it's next week um, or any day now, I think Pluto is going to go retrograde. And that one, we, we tend not to really look at so much. Why? Because it's the last stop on the train and he, I, Pluto spends half the year retrograde you know so it's like not just a huge thing because it's half the year there it moves two degrees right but but what I the reason I'm bringing this up is because and I've been tracking this um the USA chart um has we're uh, I think every, a lot of people know who are familiar with astrology the USA is in its Pluto return right it happens every 248 years and so it is now back at the same point that it was when the American Revolution started and our country started. So, but right now at 26 degrees, 40 something minutes, it's going to retrograde there. And that is, uh, when I looked back in history, I wanted to see where it, uh, it's uh, 20, I think it's 26 degrees, 33 minutes for the, for the USA chart, July 4th. But I looked back to see when was it at 26 degrees and it was the Battle of Lexington and Concord, which for anybody who's listening that, you know, needs a little refresher or maybe you're in a foreign country and, you, you know, maybe not that up on or don't remember all, all so much of our history, right? Uh, but it was the first battle the first battle. It was April of 1775. So in terms of Pluto, we're now at, we're there, but we're not because of course we're in a different frequency now with consciousness and all, but it is, but we're seeing the same themes about, okay, this structure doesn't work. We gotta, we gotta deal, we gotta throw it out and, you know, it's not getting fixed. You know, it doesn't get adjusted. It just gets completely dismantled. And that's very, when you said earlier about people being, um, you you know, clients and all like, you, you know, the esoteric is, it, it's like people want to, I think that, and I know I had this problem last year when I was telling people or a year, a year and a half ago, like, hey, you know, 2020 is coming. And I, I just, I know we're here to talk and I will, of course, we'll address everything in your chart. But I, 
it's my obligation as astrologer to say there are some vast changes taking place and you're going to really we're all going to really see them in 2020 and it's going to blow everybody's mind and i just have to tell you this because yes you know it's, I, I i likened it to it was like i said it's like paul revere it, like right now in our country it's like paul revere is riding his horse down the street saying the british are coming and you're trying to plan a wedding <laughs> So there are there are forces that are huge that are going to impact that wedding, and it's not normal that you have to deal with that kind of thing. So anyway, I just wanted to to share that. Sounds like the beginning of a Monty Python skit. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny, right? Oh, can you imagine if they did that? That would be great. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> you see Terry Gilliam on the, one of those horses. And blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to blow my wedding. <laughs> it's like, I can't mind Armageddon. It's okay. So the wedding right. must go on. <laughs> it's only Armageddon. The show must go on. <laughs> I knew it was going to be fun interviewing you. I know it. No, I we'd just, have a blast. Oh my God. Monty Python. <laughs> Monty Python meets astrology. Oh, it's just a Pluto return, darling. Nothing to worry about. Don't worry. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You cry. <laughs> Now I lost my train of thought. Oh my God. Well, that's good. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it. So like Pluto going retrograde in Capricorn and then Saturn going retrograde in Aquarius, you know, so here's this, you know, very, you know, these themes, right. Of like, kind of like reworking, you know, these, these outer, like transforming the vessel. I, I like Pluto and Saturn together because Sat, it's to me, it's like the ultimate alchemy. Like Saturn's the one god who can handle Pluto. It's the lead, you know, it's the lead that can hold the radioactivity and support it while it's, you know, while it's degrading, while it's doing something, you know, beyond. I mean, radioactivity, like those whole radium, you know, like plutonium and things like that, they're like super, you know, they're, they're, they're almost in a way considered to almost be super conscious stones because like when you think like Geiger counter, not Geiger counters, that's for earthquakes, but um, yeah, Geiger counters, sorry, I was thinking about, no, seismic, no, Geiger's for seismic, sorry. The um, one that counts the um, the radiation, right? You know, right. I mean, they, they they actually they vibrate. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of Pluto that way. That it's it's like these. It's a super conscious quality to it. Wow, I love and that. Think about anyone who's very like in my book. I talk about it's about people who have planets on the angles and people who have Pluto on the angles or strong Plutonians. I mean you can't help but feel them in any room or in any area you know i mean there's just something there's like there's a tuning fork that's vibrating in a way and you're kind of like mm, right you know, i could right. go in there but i'm not going to walk away the same person right yeah transformed completely saturn's the only one you're right that's a good point about saturn's the only one that's not afraid of pluto everybody else was like oh my god it's pluto. saturn's daddy right saturn is pluto's daddy too so. right 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 <laughs> kind of helps right it kind of helps and yeah, pluto's hanging out in saturn's home you know pluto's hanging out in capricorn's home you know so it's kind of like that you know you got saturn's kind of the host. going around 
and Saturn's in Aquarius. It's under rulership. So, you know, he's feeling pretty good. He's a little bit high and mighty because, you know, Aquarius, you know, Aquarians can be very high and mighty. Aquarius sun here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and also in ancient astrology, Saturn rules Aquarius. So there's, he, he's in his domicile. Saturn's in his domicile. So it's okay. definitely, uh, yeah, very powerful, very powerful alchemy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, and then that whole, I followed, tracked it. Let me see if I have this. I, I always write these nerdy little things down. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh yeah, here it is. So this is going to be, it's, I wrote down in my notes, it started in um, February 28th. So it's been a couple of months that it went to the 26 degree point and it'll be there to June 29th. It retrogrades at, in a few days at 26 degrees, 48 minutes. So it's within six minutes of the of that exact point of the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And it, wow. it'll retrograde and it'll go back at 26 on January 2nd of, of next year. And then it'll be exactly at that Lexington Concord point, I'll call it, on the 24th of January, 2022. So this is a very long, it's always the slow burn with Pluto, but I just, I just was fascinated to and you know what I love too? Isn't it interesting that as all this is going on, look at the correlation with Britain. We're obviously free and clear, but Meghan and Harry, that is, that is a trip. And, and here he is going, you know what? Uh, we're, I'm into, I don't want the old royal family, that whole shtick is like so done. The racist, colonialist, uh, it's just, yeah. And, and here he is with, and, and here she is. Well, he lost his mom to that. I mean, he saw like what his mom went, I mean, didn't really understand, but I'm sure, you know, little by little is understanding more and more and then have his wife treated in that way. And I mean, the English tabloids are really, they're, they're, they're just really brutally ruthless. I mean, I, I don't really know that there's really any other, and you know, but it's what sells. I mean, you know, you can't, I mean, if that's what the population's buying, you know, it's like, you know, you can say shame on the business for doing it, but you know, they love, you know, it's like the tattler, you know, it's just basically, they love that whole, the intrigue, you know, did you see what they did last week? Did you, you know, did you, you know, can you believe that? Like, get a life. I mean, my God, like, I don't, I, I remember growing up, I don't know if, the, if you got this left from your folks, like my mom was always like, you know, well, what would the neighbors say? And like, what I've learned as I've gotten older is like, the neighbors are dealing with their own stuff. You know, very few people really have like the luxury of being Mrs. Kravitz from Bewitched, you know, peeking <laughs> in people's windows and like going, what's going on in there? Oh my God, did you know what's going on next door? You know? <laughs> right. Or as, as we were talking about, and higher consciousness as we arise in higher consciousness all of that becomes a no thing and it's and we don't care that miss we could even have a mrs kravitz opening and closing her blinds but we're like hey so what i'm i'm in my bliss and i don't care what whether you spend your day opening and closing windows i'm above and beyond all that and that i think that's what harry is is uh, you know it's it's he's you know he and megan are like hey come on you know, I mean, there, there's, there's a bigger, we have, we have big fish to fry, like these Netflix deals. And he's talking about people who make a difference in life. I mean, they're, they're putting all their focus on the new consciousness, just like in the American revolution, right? We're like, we're done with this old paradigm. We want to move ahead where everybody counts. 
And well, just like his grandmother, I mean, he's another maverick. Both of them have, I mean, he was born during his grandmother's second Saturn return. They both have Saturn in Scorpio on their midheavens. Oh, he, and, and Queen Elizabeth and Harry? And Harry both do. Oh, so, I mean, fortunately, they get along with one another because otherwise, I mean, you know, that's Saturn and in Scorpio. I mean, that's, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to win. You know, I mean, and I think like he just yeah. realized like it was better for him and, you know, because it's power, right? Like I'm going to take my power yeah. and I'm going to go where someone appreciates me and they can see me. And he's, you know, with that up there on the midheaven, he needs to be seen. He needs to be, I mean, that man can't help but be in the tabloids. I mean, he's, you know, and it's about meaningful things that are going on. You know, he right. doesn't want and, to sit there and just lay on his, on the credentials of the, of the, of the Windsor family. He wants to actually, you know, kind of go forth and. Well, when you think about the Scorpio archetype, it's like the shadow of Scorpio is control. You know, I'm going to fixate. It's fixed. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to control and hang on and dominate. And then, but the other, the, the breakthrough, or you could say the higher consciousness aspect is that part that says, wait a minute, I'm going to, it's, I'm okay with breaking things down because I'm focusing on what's going to rise, what is going to come up that's better than what we had. So that's where his direction in, and it's, it's very obvious with this whole Oprah interview where everybody's chips lay, you know, lay and that right. he's in that well, different vibe. Yeah, and he's, you know, it's very Phoenix-like for him. And also I really appreciate, I mean, Saturn and Scorpio is also the ability to know when to speak and not, you know, when they said, oh, well, can you say who said that? And he said, no, I'm not, you know, and that's actually very, that's very astute, you know. I mean, he's he's learned along the ways the cost of sharing inappropriate things in inappropriate times. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing Saturn and Scorpio will teach you because with it being in the midheaven, basically your jockstrap or your panties are always going to be seen by people until you learn that you've got to make sure that you take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see it. There's a graphic, <laughs> a graphic illustration of that. Well, Scorpio, right? It's going to be Scorpio, graphic. right? It's, it's going to be about be, sex. It's sex not going to be power. subtle and it's not going to be pretty. And it's going to be, it's going to be embarrassing to you in the most particular way. Yeah, that's, yeah. Scorpio just knows, oh, there's the spot. Oh, right. There's the spot, you know, just knows like just how to like make you say uncle. Right, that Scorpio <laughs> stinger <laughs> make you say uncle. Yeah. So um, yeah, well, anyway, so moving right along. So there is that, so yeah, so Saturn is gonna go retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius. So if anybody's in a Saturn return, or has well, we'll we'll first start with if you're Aquarian at degrees of like say if your Sun if you're an Aquarius Sun or any planets in Aquarius at I'd say between ten and sixteen degrees of Aquarius, you know, especially from the ten to thirteen, you're really going to feel this for the next five months. With when it grabs that retrograde, even grabs that point. I remember one of my teachers told telling me that. Um, it's almost like, yes, it may step back from 13 degrees. It'll go back to eight degrees, I believe, in, in October. I think it'll turn around. But it, it still carries that 13. It, it's like this rubber band. It like takes it with them on a ride, you know? So it's like that imprint is made. So anybody who has planets at, that, at those points um, or squaring with Leo, Scorpio, Taurus, 
of course, is going to be feeling this, it will be Saturn will either be conjunct, opposing, or squaring that retrograde. So that's a that's a stepping back. And I, I just go ahead and I know let's we should probably pull up the chart. Maybe we, you wanted to talk about that and we can sure. uh, find that. Well, I gotta find that chart. Let's see. Yeah, so the 13 degrees and how would you characterize, I know you're going to be talking about retrogrades for Stormy's Academy. What You're going to be talking about all retrogrades in general or just um, Mercury retrograde? Uh, well, I'm doing Mercury in particularly, particular on the 29th of April and um, all about it, Mercury, including Mercury retrograde. And then on the 10th of May, I'm going to be doing all the planets retrograde. Okay, so, so that's coming what up. it means, what it looks like, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. What to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of how they all operate because, you know, just a really, you know, I like what you said that, you know, it's, it gives you that opportunity to step back. It's like, okay, you know, I can't really do anything. You know, it's, it's like, what is the right way of managing things? What is the right? It's, it's almost like a hyper presentation in the sense of the planet. I almost like to think of it as being a, um, you know what, for us oldies, but also like people who are younger now, they're starting to see it again, you know, vinyl. You know, I think of, I think of a record player. It's like, there's something about, because when it's stationing to retrograde, you know, it's just basically like, it's almost like it's burning into that point. So I just think of like a needle just staying like in that one rut and it just goes round and round and round until it just kind of, and it won't go on to the next spot because it's like, it's really needing to like get whatever that point is about. And so with Saturn going retrograde in Aquarius, how would you explain to everybody like what what do you think we might be looking at collectively when when it's Well, I was actually I thought it would be we were going to maybe be it was going to be a little bit longer time uh, for, say, you know, George Floyd's trial. You know, I think this is really a great time to review because um, these are our structures. Saturn is what sets up the foundations for the way we we deal with society, society. and how we look at how um, our organizations are set up. You know, uh, the police used to be considered a fraternal organization, right? You know, they, it wasn't women before. So, you know, that would fall, you know, a fraternal or even any kind of an organization in this sense, you know, because they're unionized is another aspect of this Aquarian thing. I thought actually, you know, it would be a little bit more of a shifting towards the you know, with Amazon unionizing. I thought mm -hmm. that would be, you know, an option that might show up, but, you know, maybe, what I like about the, the, uh, the retrograde cycle is it, you know, it usually goes over a few times over that point, like you said, so it gives us the opportunity to kind of revisit it. So, you know, I'm hoping maybe that people, you know, say, hey, you know, maybe we want to look at this a little bit differently. Um, right. They may reverse I, course of like, for example, Amazon with the whole Alabama unionizing. Yeah, they may reverse course. Yeah, because we, at why, least we know, think it. Yeah, because I just I, I don't I don't know that anyone needs to be making, you know, a million, you know, times or a billion times what your lowest paid person is, you know, why not do something that is benefiting all of them? I think of like, you know, back to the um, uh, you know, the, the quote robber barons of the 19th century. I mean, a lot of them actually did things like, you know, like Carnegie, you know, he did universities and libraries all over the place. The Rockefellers did Rockefellers, things. Right. You know, they, they understood about giving back sutra out in California. You know, he, he made like the sutra baths. You know, he did this thing, you know, he wanted to give back to people so that, you know, there was an understanding, but you don't really see that in the wealth that's going on. And, and I, I 
I, you know, part of it might be this thing what Biden's trying to do, um, how, you know, appropriately taxing the wealthy and appropriately taxing corporations. You know, so the middle class is not being decimated. So people who aren't making that much money have a greater opportunity towards buying things. Um, how much money do these corporations need to do? Because that's really kind of what's going on, you know, ever since Citizens United. And I think this can play into this because, you know, in a moment we'll be talking about the Uranus playing into awakening this point. Mm -hmm. um, what is what is what is human? What is the right way of being right human relationship? That's what we look mm. at with Aquarius and es es esotericism. It's the science of right human relationship. Mm, well, I like that. If you're really wealthy, you don't have to worry about paying taxes because you basically make yourself into a corporation. And then because of our corporate tax laws, the, you don't end up having to pay any taxes. And then you get benefits as an individual for donating to charities but all that means is all that money that could have been going into the system is not going into the system it's not supporting our roads and our things so you know i think you know this new deal that biden's doing i think all these things are really well supported by this you know putting the people who aren't working to work and seeing how to do it and then at some point how to address the whole ai that's coming up where people yes. simply aren't going to be working because their jobs are completely automated and how yeah. do we resolve that? There's going to have to be some level of socialist, social democracy that supports individuals. Yeah. And every time I go to the grocery store or wherever, there are more and more of those self-checkouts. And I, and I just, it just pains me to think, especially with that, we had that eclipse in November, November 30th, we had the lunar eclipse last November, 2020 at eight degrees of Gemini. And that was uh, right there on on the um, and that was uh, eight. I think we have in the United States of America chart we have Uranus at eight degrees Gemini. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, there it is. Here comes digital currency. Uh, here comes are the robotics in the marketplace. And this robotic thing is, oh God, don't even get me started. Gets me. It's just but freaky, you know. But yeah, I mean, and also, yeah, I mean, thank you for bringing up the cryptocurrency, because that's what I saw immediately with Uranus going into Taurus originally is like, you know, new forms of currency, new forms of value, how we hold value. But like what I find very disturbing about the whole cryptocurrency thing is, is like, if it's the whole idea is it's supposed to be transparent, right? Well, then how are all these people still losing all their money? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like there's something kind of odd to me of like the whole reason is like oh well we're making it so it's transparent in this blockchain so people can see it and you know da, 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 da. but then you know and then they've got these special codes but then if you, if you lose your password you know then all of a sudden and then it's like you know the abstraction of money you know kind of comes into play right uranus in taurus saturn squaring it it's a um it's what a third quarter square is that what we're dealing with why am I not seeing it right now? Where did Uranus go? Where are you? There it is. Um, yeah, so it's a third quarter square. So Saturn is, you know, this is a crisis in consciousness. Saturn is coming up to, you know, in um, what, seven, eight years, something like that. It'll be yes. dealing with a um, with a reunion of those energies, you know. So right. what is it, Every what is it gained years. in this in this three quarters of a cycle? Yeah. So we get to look and measure and and, what, yes. and like you said, what do we know? What do we not know? We don't know, right? That's what I always think about the third quarter. You know, crisis in consciousness. It's like, 
I was thinking about like Native American people on the East Coast when the ships came in, when Columbus's ships came in, and that it like it took, you know, they had there was no concept in their being to understand what these big things were out in the water coming towards them. Right. Yeah, this ship, they had never seen this a wooden thing like they did, and it was floating. So they figured, okay, it's a boat, but you know, all they had were like canoes. So yeah. And and these guys wearing these like, what's with the buckle shoes, you know? <laughs> what and those hats, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like it's, it's totally aren't you hot in all that wool? <laughs> <laughs> uh somebody didn't get the memo. It's here. Right. here. <laughs> didn't you know it's all about silk and linen down here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to press your clothes. We don't use irons, you know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So Saturn, um, yeah, Saturn retrograde, 13 degrees, um, and it'll go back to eight degrees. Seven, um, it looks like, right? Seven. I seven see seven. Eight. I have a, I have a sun at Five. six degrees, so it's gonna feel like it's, it's gonna feel like a Mack truck is gonna be going beep, 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 right. and I'm gonna feel the exhaust a little bit, but it'll be like, there it comes. Now moving forward. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. He's backing up, right? retrograde i always tell people you know that's literally from the latin step back step back and what i love too and um we were talking we talked about this in um in our um my nightlight course about and i never thought of a retrograde planet this way but there's this the distinction with primary motion and secondary motion of the planets and when a planet retrogrades it goes with the sun it's in primary so on a on a philosophical level it's it's more in its divine nature, not the slow down retrogressive world of the material world. So it has more of a divine aspect to it. I don't know how, uh, I'm not sure how good of an explanation that is, but I love no, it's that. It's really beautiful. I love that. I mean, I, I, you've, have you read Erin Sullivan's book on retrograde planets? I mean, that's she's got that because it's really when you think about it, the sun is our ego, right? So there's something about when it's aligned with it, there's this a way that it that it shows up in a different way. And her book really well illustrates, you know, as far as because it's about superior conjunction and inferior conjunction and the way the retrogrades happen. And I'm still, you know, it's like, that's always like when it comes to the science of it, it's always to me a little bit more of the challenging part because I'm a little bit more of an intuitively oriented being, so. Right, and, and but, but it does make, I mean, it really is amazing how like the very mechanics of astronomy everything there is it's all divine really the whole machinery of the universe how we're just this is what i love is like astrology is not just it's connecting us because we're not just these dudes walking around on planet earth there it's we we have correlation with the rest of the cosmos and that was that was so shut out for so many years um thanks to the vatican who got very freaked out in the Seven, six, seventeenth century. By the, by then, mostly astrology had died out. Um, a lot more in Catholic Europe. I was just starting to read this recently with one of the books that was extra reading in my um, astrology course. But how um, Catholic Europe versus Protestant Europe, and that, that it was more drowned out earlier by the Catholic part of Europe um, because the Vatican, the Pope at the time, was very confronted by astrology. Well, yeah, you know, you're seeing cycles of life and then you can be empowered by these and plan your life. Well, that's that 
for an institution that whose sole desire was to, you know, conquer and dominate, that is not a good, you know, let's get rid of, right? You know. Well, and it also kind of is is contrary to the fact of them being the power, right? You know, it's like, you know, right. well, you know, and, and and it's funny too, because what do we find every time Pluto's in Capricorn? A major shift to the Catholic Church, you know, Luther and and Henry right. VIII, you know, was when Pluto was in Capricorn. Francis, right. although, you know, I was very excited about him. And unfortunately, he, you know, he goes back and forth on the whole same sex relationship thing and now has gone back. And it's just like, it's it's just kind of unfortunate. And the sad part is, is I think that people don't, at least how I look at it is I see actually religion, certain religions as being um, spiritual abuse because what it fundamentally does is it prevents people from having their own direct connection with the divine and whatever whatever you call that you know if you, god goddess all that is the universe whatever however you want to say it we're all connected with that and anything that separates from you from that or anyone who tells you that you're not connected to that is 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 an idiot sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and I, I like what Eckhart Tolle said about religion. People ask them, like, could could one could a person reach enlightenment in through what we would say organized religion? And he said, um, there are windows, but they're very small. There are you know there are these lucky few that get through the matrix, so to speak. You know, and I think of the people like in I grew up and you know went to Catholic school and we we learned about you know Bernadette of Lourdes and. Fatima and all these, you know, mystical religious experiences. Francis. Yeah, St. Francis and John of the Cross, St. John of the Cross, and, you know, the various mystics. And, you know, how did they happen to, Padre Pio comes to mind, you know, and, but they, of course, they, they have a pretty amazing, extraordinary astrological charts, which you could see it, you know, astrologically, but but the, the fact that they were able to transcend that, they had a greater capacity to because of their their, their life plan but yes they were able to move through that but yeah the average joe it's just not set up like that and and uh, so it really it falls on us it's not about looking to the outside for that it's it's not about expecting a, a, an outside structure to quote take care of us but yeah it's 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 the work whether we are in a religion or in a faith or not it's it's really it ultimately it falls on us to to generate that and, and if we have that desire to do the work and the shadow work or whatever it is to to have that revealed to us but yeah anyway and one thing that you say is you say that too like i wonder you know the catholic church was also really good at co-opting things you know co-opting holy sites co-opting holy people's work manipulating me like telling galileo you know threatening threatening him with excommunication if he doesn't recount saying that the world is, you know, that that we don't live in a heliocentric world. Right. And that's that's what they wanted him to say, even though all, everything that he was able to say, I mean, was true. And this is, you know, it's it's kind of important to see, you know, that in and here we have like the flat earthers are back again. You know, so you know it's like you know, we, it's like you said, you know, we cycles. keep revisiting. It's like if, you know, that's the humor of the cycles, right? And that's why it's really great in readings. Like I always loved like saying like, 
you know, looking back when this was like the last time and someone started, well, what was it like when, you know, this many number of years ago, like Jupiter, how was it 12 years ago for you? You know, Saturn, sure. how was it 29, 30 years ago? Like, this is going to be along that theme. You're, you're here working that theme out in your life. You know, either you've resolved it, you moved on to something else, or you're still chewing the cud. Right, right. Yep. I know I love pointing that out to clients. It's like saying, okay, now, you know, Venus retrograde and, you know, what were you doing eight years ago? And what, oh, all oh, this crumb guy that I broke up with, he was cheating on me. I'm like, well, guess what? You know, here are some themes. Not that somebody's going to cheat on you again, but but these themes and qualities and energies are going to be revisited. And in now that you have evolved in this space, what will that look like? So yeah, it does, it definitely gives us a handle especially for the client. Oh, goodness. Oh, I just got visited by, excuse me, but <laughs> we have a guest here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Toby. No. <laughs> All right, you interrupted my point, but that's quite okay, because maybe I just didn't need to make it. <laughs> but um, So you're, you're, um, yes. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> Give you the mic. Um, your work with Stormies, um, you, you hooked up. How did you meet Stormy? I'm just curious. And, and how did that all come to pass and all that juicy stuff? Sure. She, um, I got an email from her one day and I had not heard of her. And I went on and looked online and saw, you know, kind of what she was doing. And I was like, wow, she seems really cool. And she had me on her show to talk about it and we hit it off really well. And just like, you know, kind of like how you and I are and just blabbed away about anything. And I know she really that. enjoyed ourselves. And she didn't tell me that she was in even doing this, you know, the free Academy. And then one of the guys who I referred, Bill Duvendeck, I said, Hey, why don't, you know, Bill, I think would be a great person to talk. So next thing you know, like he's teaching him like, Hey, now, wait a minute. I, you know, <laughs> I want to do, yeah, I want to do this. So I, I emailed her. And so she said, um, she said, Oh my God, that'd be really great. And so she said, how would you like to do mercury? And, and how would you like to do retrograde planets? And, I, and at first I was like, Oh, those are, those are okay. You know, and then I thought about, I was like, you know, Mercury's, Mercury is actually really, really significant. You know, when you think, when you quote, think about it, you know, the way we process, the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we move. I mean, pretty much our whole interaction with everything in life is thanks to Mercury. And think about the fact, and you are so lucky because you got the most popular astrological meme and topic right every people who don't know anything about astrology have heard of mercury retrograde so there it is they're going to come flocking to that door <laughs> flocking to those yeah, i better make you good and then the, and then she then she tied me into doing the retrograde planets and i was like oh all of them <laughs> but it's like but the truth is i really there's a part i like it and one of the best books out there ever is still aaron sullivan's book i don't know if you have it or if you've read it but i mean just a wonderful um, humanistic, psychoanalytical understanding using the the Greek gods as themes. Also, astronomy is like how they do it. So, like I I I do my classes very PowerPoint based. I love visuals mm. because I think too many words um, short circuit a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I have Uranus trine Mercury, so I mean I can blab you know <laughs> non-stop like a brrr, you know <laughs> you're like oh stop like, okay too many too, too many words it's enough it's enough just give me a second <laughs> but that makes you a great astrologer mercury trying uranus these the two 
planets that are so closely aligned with astrology and every astrologer has them prominent in their chart somewhere you know somehow somewhere you have to because it's again you know when we talked about earlier it's this way of like synthesizing and bringing these understandings of of these ideas and and when you think about it, before 1781, we didn't even know about Uranus. So yeah. um, Mercury basically held the place of Uranus and, and this plays this wonderful psychopomp, you know, this ability to like be up with the, in the God with the gods up on Mount Olympus, hang out with the humans on Earth and be down in the underworld with his brother, you know, Hades, Pluto, you know, and just like taking people onto the other side. And so it's really just, you know, I'm really honored. It's really fun. I'm so excited to um to be a part of this opportunity for people to learn good astrology for free um, so that people can understand what their cycles are. I originally got involved in psychology, in psychology, in astrology, because I was a psych major at UC Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And um, in 1999, I moved here to Santa Fe and nothing in my life worked. It was like really weird, like no relationships, you know, couldn't find work. Um, everything just really basically stopped. So I went and saw an astrologer here in town whose name is Tom Brady, not the football player. Um, <laughs> right. And he, um, really phenomenal astrologer, a, still a dear friend up to this day. And um, I said, well, you know, you have, you have three things going on in your chart that really only happen like once every 240 years. And so Pluto on my ascendant with Chiron, and then there was a Neptune something or other going on. So he says, all I can tell you is you are not going to look or be anything like what you used to be. And whatever it is that you're attached to, don't expect anything that you're attached to to happen with it. And then he said something, what I really loved, he says, and you know what, don't try and kill yourself. Because I've had a few friends, a few clients who have tried to kill themselves. And he said, oh, it's really kind of a bummer because you wake up from it with the, the un, you know, the uncomfortableness of realizing that you tried to kill yourself and were unsuccessful. And then the, you have the embarrassment of sharing with your friends why you tried to do it. He says, mm -hmm. Pluto's not going to let you get away with that. This is about you having to let go of these things that are really crucial in your ego. And so he says, it's a four-year process. So then I went and found out about core energetics, which is this therapeutic program, did that, all the while continuing to learn about astrology. Because what I, what I, didn't, what I don't like about psychology is the pathology, pathologizing people, the labeling, oh, you know, you're schizophrenic or you're paranoid or you're whatever. Like, well, you know what? I can actually 99% of the time show those elements in a person's chart. But it's so, not who they are. And it's not who they are, or it's by transit, right? You know, like for me, like right. to realize, that, you know, for how many of us deal with Pluto transits, anyone dealing with any of the outer outer planet transits to your chart, it's so significant. And so um, Pluto, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the myth. I mean, you're walking along minding your own business and he takes, you know, your Persephone and he takes you down into the underworld and he goes, hey, you're going to go into hell for a little while. And it's not the hell you think it is. It's just your hell based on your own personal life. It takes... Another line, Tom says, the great and terrible simplification. I love that line for Pluto because it's like, it takes away all the unnecessaries, all the luxuries, whatever your ego thinks is a, is a, is a luxury in your life, prepared to have it removed. What was that line the, again? Can you tell the me? The great and terrible simplification. The great, and Pluto represents yeah. the great and terrible simplification. Gosh, who said that? Tom Brady. 
He said it's one of the he said it's one of the one of the ancient terms for Hades. And it's really it's like because it's like you don't you know, when you think about it, when you're crossing the river sticks, you don't get the luxury of all your little things. You know, those of us who live here in the United States who have like a certain quality of living, you know, you start when you get thrown in jail, when you um, when you're in a different country and, and a coup happens, you start to really see what rights you have. What you know, rights are a luxury. Mm, yeah, you know that we that some of us have been given without having earned them. Having earned, and when they start getting stripped away, you know, and and that's what Pluto does. It strips it away in in an uncanny way, ways that you just like. And the way I like to think of it is, it's radioactive. So it's like you can hold on to that. Oh, that's important. You know, oh, you can hold on to that. But the more you hold on to it, like you lose your fingertips, then you lose your hand, then you lose your wrist. Oh, you still uh, want to hold on to it? Oh, well, then you're going to lose your elbows. I mean, wow. how stubborn are you? That's, that's what great, Pluto teaches us, right? I love that, Michael. Thank you. Can I borrow that with clients? I, I'm, I'll Anytime give you all you the credit. <laughs> Gosh, Anytime, I love that. You can even use it just as your own because it's, but it's like, uh, you know, and that's why I like Saturn when I talk about Saturn earlier, because Saturn's a one planet can kind of like hold Pluto. But if you, uh, us little peon human beings, we try to hold on to it like, oh, I'm above that. I can do it, especially astrologers. You know, we always like, get arrogant, like, oh, I know because I know it, I'm going to get beyond it. Yeah, right. Ha ha. <laughs> the key word, surrender. Yeah. Anything that deals with Pluto, you just say surrender, like get yourself naked on the floor, on your knees, put your head, you know, the yoga pose, you know, the downward facing dog, right. anywhere where your heart is, your head is below your heart because it's, it's right. not going to work from this place. Or, or death. It's like, this is a death of, of, of the ego yeah. and a death of the illusion and, oh, and the, the, that yeah. whole, the dying to, and I, I know there's some line in the Bible that talks about, it was a St. Paul that said um, something in reference to such and such, I die daily. And, and then when, and we look at the, what is the interpretation of what does it mean to die daily? It's like you're, well, in modern parlance, it's you have to get off it. You have to get off it 20 million times a day. Every moment the ego wants to do you in. It's like, oh, let it go, let it go. We're, we're dying in those, every moment we really are dying. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah, yeah. And that's, and, that's and, the real death. And Scorpio is the only sign that's willing to admit that and all the other ones are pretending it's not happening. <laughs> Scorpio is that tough, you know, get real, man. This is how it is. <laughs> yeah, wow, awesome. Wow, I just love the way you, you phrase things. This is amazing. You have to come back. Oh, my goodness. I would love ah! to have me back as much as you want. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have to look at try like, oh, now I can see in my time. This is why I love Michael. I see because we have this. I looked at um oh I don't I didn't have stories chart but she told me where a few of her placements I'm like oh no wonder I'm in love with this girl oh my goodness you know we, we have all this Venus Libra I think she has Taurus rising live Libra rising so we both have Venus ruling our ascendant so we're just oh, connection yeah it's a, you it's all are love goddesses and it's just like so uh and just to see like the sacred feminine just like coming back in and you know because the hard part is, you know, I mean, there, there's just so many. And what, what I love about her, what she's doing is up to this point, it's just been so like white male. And it's yes. like how boring, you know, because 90% of the people who come to you or come to us are women. 
you know, right. not men. It's very rare for men, you know, because men, you know, it's just like ask, asking for directions. Astrology <laughs> right. is a map, right? So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, then like, I know what I'm doing, you know, and I have to admit, you know, I have that male side. I understand that part of me and I have to do that part. But it's like, but most of the part is women have that understanding. They understand that, you know, that esoteric, they know there's something greater going on. Men kind of have to keep hitting their head against it until they get to 40, 50 years old and have done some kind of work or hello, you're on this opposition, ding, right. you know, at 42, that kind of awakens you like, hey, you know, I might be here for something a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's um very rare to have men, but hey, that now all that, now we get to change all that with our, yay, with our Pluto and Capricorn. It's like, let's take down that male patriarchy, hierarchy thing, and let's just flush it through with the divine feminine. And yeah, yay. Because you know, up to this point, at least so far, every single one of us has been born of woman. And you know, it's, it's time, you know, we can't denigrate. This is like, kind of like one of my like soapbox speeches, but it's like, Whenever anyone talks about, you know, any of the um, the horrible, you know, racism, um, I think sexism is actually like, is is like 50% of it, you know, 50% of our population are being raised to believe that they're somehow not equal to the other 50%. And it's just like, ah, you know, and then it's like, then you further divide that, like, oh, if you're color, you know, or then, you know, then you're like, even, and it's like, oh my God, you know, we're all brothers and sisters of humanity. We're all, we're all divine siblings. I mean, that I hope is what happens out of this Saturn retrograde period, and I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no, don't shut up. No, but that's that's beautiful. Yeah, Saturn, the Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, and and also let's let's look at you know we are. I see the Saturn Uranus square this year as like okay, yes, we like last year ripped the wound open, right? All the you know everything that came out, COVID, Black Lives Matter. It's like it's all out there, and now it's like okay we want to build a better society. And then Saturn's like, okay, bring it, show it to get, let's get serious about it. Let's put a structure around it. I want to see spreadsheets. I want to see business plans. I, you know, let's make it happen, but in a new way, not the old way. And now this retrograde of five months um, is going to be like, okay, like how are we doing with the, with our plans? Maybe we need to tweak some plans. Maybe we need to put a boundary down where there wasn't a boundary around our plans and, and our, desire for that like you said the human you know the the brotherhood and sisterhood of of all of the one the one that we are all one heart and like but how are we doing with that building it's like let's let's be wise about this let's not be foolish and rash you know uranus wants to go off like a, a fit sizzler on the fourth of july and it's like saturn's like okay now uh let's get <laughs> okay that's great but let's 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 keep that fizzle burning for a long time right legacy let's let's have that be our legacy that wild wonderful freely expressed divine spirit soul that lives in all of us let's 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 anchor that for 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 you know uh, our next whatever how many years <laughs> let that be our our new chapter so yeah i guess that's just what comes to me yeah and i was actually really heartened to hear that congress is actually taking up reparations idea. There's actually, oh, the yeah. House is really, you know, looking at the idea of actually doing reparations. So, I mean, that would be another thing that would be really great. And especially for a Pluto return, you know, just basically, I mean, there's nothing better 
there's a line what is it in um in course in miracles is that there's there's nothing more sacred and holy than where an age old wound is filled with love oh that's beautiful so like we're this opportunity like if we can like start you know like and just like the way that the chauvin trial went on is like this understanding of this you know this is not how we want our policing to happen and individuals need to be accountable for not following the right procedures but you know again we have to also look at this larger system that has allowed all of this to remain in place for so long and that has been ignored you know we've had this blinder part to it and now thank god for cell phones thank god for this all being brought forward so we can all sit here and go you know i don't ever want anyone to walk down the street and have any fear in their life or driving their car that just because of the color of their skin or the way they look that they're going to get pulled over that's you know over like because you have like an air freshener hanging from your thing or because you have you know the raw an outdated um a registration sticker on your car yeah, you know, I mean, really, is it, isn't there more stuff going on out there than that? Yeah, and now we're now it's all changing. It's it's definitely it's up for review, and it's and it ain't going to look like the past. No, that's what it's I love not. about Pluto. It's like how you've known that is that life is done. That that life, and that's you know. I, I just wanted to say in closing, I, I just wanted to celebrate so much. I was crying for hours when the Chauvin verdict was announced and I just couldn't stop crying. And I was like, I just want to celebrate. I want to celebrate. And I, I just wanted to go to Minneapolis and I, I, I wanted to oh. buy up all this ice cream, you know, with Venus being right. It's like <laughs> Venus and Taurus. I just wanted to buy all this ice cream and stand there and just put up a sign, free ice cream and just hand out ice cream to everybody. You know, I'm like, God, ice that would cream be and hugs. <laughs> yeah, hugs, ice cream, hugs. I mean, like, God, somebody, I don't know if you heard, but somebody rained down, they took dollar bills and threw them all in the street. They just went all in the in front of Cup Foods. Oh, I just got chills. I'm like, oh my God, another Venus thing, right? There it is, money, you know, money, ice cream, sweets, hugs, connection. Um, that's why I knew that, I know they both had said in the old way of, you know, that, that you can't, uh, you know, it's very hard to convict a police officer, but I'm like, man, man, you know, now that this is, you know, Venus and Taurus and, and just, no, it's gonna, there's something peaceful and and fair and everything is gonna come out of this. And, um, you know, you, you happen to mention something about the blue, what is it called code blue or the blue line about the police officers always hug, right? But that's, I realized the other day, that's another Pluto and Capricorn uh, takedown and Saturn, Saturn and Aquarius squaring Uranus is like, wait a minute, you know, and, and that we're rewriting the rules and it's not about just covering for somebody because these people, this man, <laughs> he broke the law. He did you know? wrong, he, he did wrong. And I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> to think about those people being powerless around well, you know, and, and videotaping and, you know, and the woman who was like a firefighter, like I'm a firefighter, like this is not okay. And like him just still doing that, like that, he was still that doing power, it. that's that 1%, that power thing is like, no, you know, that should have been one of the other operators who should have said like, no, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah, cut it out, it, enough is enough, he's subdued. You don't have to overdo it, the overkill. But and but that really? teenager, the young girl who 
whose cell phone was a Darnella, that young woman. Oh my God, this teenager changed the world. I mean, that's, uh, if I were the editor of Time Magazine, I'd put her on the cover, but in a way, no, because I, I thought about this. I'm like, that girl is only 16. Like she needs to live her life and give her her privacy, you know, but I think it's kind of too late for that. Maybe the power, maybe like just the phone, you know, the, the image of being the film, the image of it and, and the, the capturing of it is just because now, you know, and, and, the, and the body cams for the police officers, you know, this is a, this is Saturn. Saturn is also accountability, Yes, you know, of authority, you know, and in Aquarius too, it's like, you know, not being above the law, you know, it's like being brought back down from the clouds. Like, you know, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah, wow. no, just thank, thank goodness. I mean, but there's more to be done. Yeah, and that's what I, I feel too. It's like, I wanted to just keep celebrating. And then, but I kept reading these headlines and they're still saying, well, you know, there's more work to be done. Like, I know there is, of course, of course, but can't we just keep the Libra rising in me just wants to keep celebrating the good part. And it's like, I know there is, but let's do that in the spirit of this divine grace. And, and we will, we will get it. It's just different from the past and thank god because we waited our whole lives for this i'm being i remember being a little kid and when um martin luther king when he was killed and then six weeks later was bobby kennedy that was the, the spring of 1968 and it's like i remember as a child going what the hell what is going on here and i i was like I didn't understand it. I didn't have the words or the mind for it, but I could feel it like psychically or energetically, like, gosh, you know, this world is like crazy. Like the, to have those two go down in six weeks was like, what the, mm, you know? And, and, uh, and that was 1968, 53 years ago. And here we are, we have to celebrate accountability. Oh, like, all right. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll take it. But I, 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 the other thing I came up with, Michael, was I was thinking, what if there was some like space being alien floating around above the earth, looking down at all this, what would they be thinking? Like, really dudes, you have to celebrate, history is made because somebody got, finally got a, the lesson of accountability. Wow, you know, it's like, but that's how dense our planet has been, that we have to, that this stands as this breakthrough, but now of course, things being exponential, you know, we're going to move to that other, another a place where it, it won't. Be, it's expected. It's we 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 can't celebrate accountability. That that's supposed to be the norm. But uh, but look how screwed up everything has been. If if that's where we had to, you know, if we yeah, it just makes you realize, you know, how dense everything has been. It's just another wake up call. But thank, thank God we turned for all the air. I mean, that's where I think we're lucky with the Saturn Jupiter thing in air that started off last year and the three Mercury retrogrades in air this year. Cause I think really, you know, yeah. it's, it's earth has to be broken up and there needs to be a little more circulation of things in a way that isn't just so compacted and, and that, that we're going to other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So um, tell us again the name of your website and how people can reach you. People, how, where to get this reading? You know you <laughs> want to talk to Michael. Oh, hell's bells. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have some fun. So my website, coremichael.com, C-O-R-E, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L.com. Um, or you can email me at michael at coremichael.com. 
Um, I've got some free resources on there, just like along there and also things that I write about and links up to other fun stuff. What a real treat. Thank you. Bless you for all that you do and the awareness you bring to the planet and your joy and your happiness and your Venus and Taurus love for Yay. everyone. All the sugary <laughs> sweetness you give us all. <laughs> oh, thank you. In a good way. Good sugar. I should, I should say yeah. honey. Healthy say honey. sugar, right? <laughs> Non-GMO. <laughs> right. All natural, yeah, <laughs> organic. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And I know this will be the first of many. I just know in my heart. So um, until that time, uh, yes, go forth and have a fabulous class and classes with, with Stormy. I know it'll it'll be absolutely awesome. And uh, so, all right, everybody. Um, this was episode 98. Oh my goodness. And we have more fun, juicy things lined up. Um, so uh, we'll be, uh, you know, moving along with that. And uh, until next time, uh, thank you so much. Namaste. Staying in your heart. Keep celebrating life and love and unconditional love. And so this is Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com, Irliana Samsara. Thank you all so much for listening and may you all be blessed. We love you. Okay. Bye for now.